Welcome to Remotely Creative, a RimCAD podcast where we talk to artists, designers, and wildcards about how they're surviving in the era of COVID-19 isolation. I'm your host, Rob Fladry, and today I'm joined by conceptual artist David Horvitz. David's work spans many mediums, from memes to gastronomy, and examines questions of distance between places, people, and time. Back in 2017, we were lucky enough to host David as a visiting artist for RimCAD's Collapsing Time series, and we're excited to catch up with him again today while under stay-at-home orders. David, thank you so much for being here today. To start, tell us what you're working on now. Well, now, um, I'm always working on many different things. I just finished, I actually, I was supposed to give a lecture at UC Santa Barbara um, last week, and obviously that was canceled. And so then it turned into a, just a remote lecture. And then I decided to overcomplicate it and make this crazy lecture where I drove to Santa Barbara, made a video of the drive, and then gave a lecture later over the video of the entire drive to Santa Barbara, because it's, it's only like 90 minutes. So I was wanted a, to have, what was that? Yeah, was it a quick drive? Was there less people on the road now? Yeah, but I mean, I did it in the middle of the day, so usually there wouldn't have been traffic. Okay. But it's like like 90 minute drive. It's about the, the length of a lecture. So the video starts leaving my studio and it ends right near UC Santa Barbara campus. And then I, and then I gave this talk over it. That's awesome. How did you feel the, the virtual lecture went over? Or, you know, you can't see people's reactions as much. Well, that was, that was constantly referenced in my, uh, in my audio. Oh, I, was, nice. I, would, I would be like, right now, many, many audi- audiences would have laughed. And then I would feel that and respond to your laughter. However, I'm just sitting alone in my studio recording this. And so I don't know if you think this is funny. So it was, it was, it was, it was kind of funny, awkward and funny. I, <laughs> I, I, fun. think, I think that's uh, pretty much life right now. Awkward and funny. That's all we, all yeah. we have. So are you doing some mail art uh, pieces right now as well? Yeah. So that's uh, um, another new work. It's, uh, I don't know if you want to call it bootleg or an appropriation, but it's a sentence um, by this artist, Andre Tote, a h- Hungarian artist from the 70s. And it's a reappropriation from one of, of one of his works that says, I write you because you are there and I am here. And I thought that was a very fitting sentence for the moment, because I'm here, you're there, we're not going anywhere, we're separated by this distance, we're both in our places. And so I, I remade, I, I basically appropriated that sentence, made these really big uh, rubber stamps, and I'm stamping them onto cardboard um, from found cardboard in my studio. Most of which is from old packages. So why did you choose physical mail over something digital? Cause I think, um, I wanted, like with real mail, it will literally travel from, it will travel this kind of distance that like separates us, like the physical actual distance. So if I'm mailing it to like my friends in Paris who are like on lockdown, I like how it actually goes from LA to Paris physically, how I 
would have done, like I was actually supposed to be in Paris. And so I would have traveled, but then I couldn't. So it just kind of went in lieu of me. Um, and I like the object. You know, like here's an object that's here. And then here's the object that goes over there. Nice. Are you, are you gonna, are you gonna track them? Make sure, you know, see what gets lost? Well, they're supposed to be, a sur okay. So they're like a surprise for my friends. Um, and so I didn't tell anyone I was sending it to them. And so I don't want to ask people if they got it, but everyone who I've mailed to in France and Italy, no one has replied, no one has said like, thank you for the mail. So I could assume, and that's been like, it's been a month that, that the ones wow. sent to France were like just in a post office. I, I, I hope they're not lost. I hope they're just sitting in the post office waiting. One of my friends was like, oh yeah, we get mail once a week and like, and we don't get packages anymore. Wow. Okay. Yeah. You know that I've, I've seen the post office here in the States just not work appropriately. I mean, they're working, but just stuff gets kind of lost, but internationally, I think that's probably, it's a much different, different cycle but you know maybe in a couple months everything's back to normal and then everybody gets these awesome pieces that you're sending out they're also giant they're like some of them could be like not giant like two feet long pieces of cardboard oh wow so it could it could it could have maybe ended up in like the awkward size bin and just stayed there <laughs> they probably didn't fall behind something that's always my my worst nightmare it's like if something gets lost in the mail, it just fell behind the sorting bin, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll see. So, you know, this is a crazy time with this whole coronavirus COVID-19 thing. How do you think this virus is impacting the art world? I don't know. I mean, a lot of like, I mean, there's all the things that were supposed to happen, you know, like fairs and exhibitions. Like I've had exhibitions so far. Nothing has been canceled. Things have just been postponed. Um, so I can't really like, I had a show in Spain, but then they just pushed it six months. And then I have a show in the high line, like the group show in the high line in New York. And that, that literally got pushed one year, which I thought was super oh. interesting. They were like, Oh, we're just going to keep the exact same schedule. We'll just do it next year. I was like, that's super easy. <laughs> um, but I don't know. Like, I mean, I don't like regarding like, like small businesses, like small galleries and stuff. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. I've seen a, like, for I've me, seen I've, a, I've seen a few oh, galleries I, I, already posted that they're going to, they're going to shut down. Like in New York, there was a few, you know, just this economic impact is really crazy. Yeah, totally. Do you, do you think the future of art is going to be changed because of this? I know you, you know, you said you don't know, but is there anything specific that you're like, ah, this will make this easier or this more difficult in the future? I don't know. I mean, I think art will always just survive and, and exist how like in whatever circumstance is happening. Um, but yeah, I can't, I don't, I, I can't really answer that. I don't know. I did, I, I could say, like, I do want to say one thing, is I've gotten, like, a lot of work from a situation of people who have written to me 
and be like, oh, we would you like to respond to the situation for our, our newsletter or blog or our this Instagram? And almost like every day, I feel like I'm going to get another request from someone. It's like, oh, and it's like, and it's like not, it's not a lot of money, but it's a small fee. But there's been like so many of them. Yeah, I, you know, that's one thing with this podcast is we're like, all right, let's reach out to people. You know, maybe people are just sitting at home and, and have a story to tell and see what goes on with it. I do wonder if the acceptance of, you know, the video communication, Zoom and um, kind of the non-in-person interviews and communication will, will kind of open up once this is all done. Is this going to be more accepted? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I I think it's always interesting that we're put into a situation and then we have to respond to it. So we'll see how that goes. How is um, creating work helping you cope right now? Um, I mean, well, I feel like I don't like saying what I'm about to say, um, but our situation is not bad because we live in Los Angeles. We have, we have a lot of space. We're actually in a garden city style um, housing development that was built in the forties, which is, I think there's only like three of these in Los Angeles. Um, And so we could go on walks. Um, My wife is, she still has her job. So we basically, but now we're, we're just, we're, we've, we're splitting time. Like today's my day, tomorrow's her day. So um, that's obviously different in our, in our daughters at home. But we've been like cooking and like usually I travel a lot for my work. Um, and now I'm like, it actually is nice to just be at home with my daughter and making dinner every night. I but obviously like my, my daughter is five. Five? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously I don't like to tell this story how I, 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 I'm enjoying the situation because so many in so many places it's like really a horrible moment right now so yeah. i feel i kind of feel i'm in this but yeah but you gotta you know appreciate the family time this is not something since you travel all the time this is not something that's that's a normal part so yeah. make the most of it right yeah we've been watching movies every night watching anything good we um uh, so my wife is british Okay. And we, we've been doing this every night. This was like two weeks ago, so we stopped doing this, but we were doing a movie, a British movie from the 70s. <laughs> Very specific. I, I know, I'm trying to think. Like, what are, yeah. what are those really good British 70s movies? <laughs> there was like the one with David Bowie, Man Who Fell to Earth. Uh-huh. There we watched um, Don't Look Now, the same director, um, Scum. We watch these hardcore, like kind of like. <laughs> yeah. Did you watch that with the your five-year-old? Huh? No, no, no. She's she's asleep. Okay. <laughs> this is after she goes to sleep. That's that makes sense. And she's is she in school? Well, well, she she's in daycare, but the daycare is off. Okay, so you don't have to. You're not teaching first grade or kindergarten or anything. No, but I'm. But she is getting. She has homework from daycare. That's called home fun. Um, and so we do, we, we like, we, we have that printed out, like the teachers send it, send us PDFs that we print out. I try to give her my own lessons. 
I got flat like I got flashcards. So we're gonna try to we went around where we live and like named plants and I wrote down the names so she could try to remember how to spell them. We go That's around awesome. and plant seeds. Yeah. So basically it's like when it's my day, it's like, okay, what are we gonna do today? Cause it's like today I'm not doing any work and I'm not doing anything except I'm with my daughter and hopefully she's in a good mood. <laughs> so so we'll the go on a, yeah. <laughs> we go on a scooter and like we go um we plant seeds or just go have fun. Nice. Um, so hanging out with the daughter, hanging out with your wife, watching British movies, anything else that is uh, unique to this situation that you're doing to unwind or cooking? You mentioned cooking. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I always cook. I go to the farmer's market still. Um, as I said before we started recording, um, the farmer's markets in, well, I go to one in Santa Monica, and that's still open. Um, and it's today I waited like 30 minutes to get in. So you wait in line and, but once you get in, it's like pretty much empty inside. Nice. And then you get amazing produce. I got, what did I get? Some, some dates from, uh, Coachella Valley, some originally Saudi Arabian dates, um, a chicken, We've been roasting chickens every week. Some, uh, California cod, halibut and salmon. Sounds like I, I really like going out to restaurants, and so this is actually like a shock. It's like I, I just want to go, I just want to go have some some ramen in a restaurant. Um, but it's fine, you know. So, sounds like you're eating better than than I would be. I'm eating like <laughs> Popeyes chicken sandwiches every day. So <laughs> make your own. You have some time. It's true. It's true. I need so to. I need to figure that out. You could learn. Some YouTube videos you can make you can make your own Popeyes chicken. I know they have the designer imposter recipes all on the internet. I just need to digest them all and and become an imposter chef during this. Yeah, so, I kind of feel like a lot of people are like, oh, like we, we don't know what to do. We have a lot of time on our hands. It's like, well, you could like do something like crazy. Like you could learn Thai. You could like spend two hours a day on YouTube learning how to speak Thai or like learning how to like cook uh, Ethiopian cuisine or something. I really hope that people do come out of this for the better instead of just depressed and they've learned a new skill or they organized their record collection alphabetically. I, you know, I, I think everyone has something that they've put off for years and years and probably this is the time to, to work on it. Yeah. I mean, it's um, also like, it, yeah. No, go for it. Like, I can't, like, from like, we're like, we're like, like, again, about like, I'm in LA, I'm with my wife and our, our daughter, and we have this kind of nice place with a lot of green space. But like, I can't imagine, like, imagine if this was 10 years ago when I was in Brooklyn with like four roommates. I can't even like, imagine that like the psychology of that. Yeah, I lived in uh, Philadelphia, was this, 2001, and we, 2001, 2002, and I had just had one roommate, and we had a blizzard for like 10 days, and we were about to physically murder each other, (laughs) and, you know, that was, that was 10 days. I cannot imagine multiple roommates in a very small apartment 
without you know without any access we could at least walk to the store or walk somewhere but yeah um meditation you gotta meditate i know i <laughs> luckily now there's so many like apps on your phone that you can meditate or there's youtube videos that teach you how to do it i mean yeah. my watch beeps every couple hours and it was like just take a minute to breathe and i'm like okay i thought i was yeah. doing that already but <laughs> who knows um so you know we talk about um distance you're talking about sending work to your friends what is it about distance that really fascinates you this is a um this could go into a long complicated talk right after I made my, my UC Santa Barbara. So, so the thing that was interesting about the, um, when I made this video lecture for this, this class in Santa Barbara, I actually realized I give a lot of artist talks, as you know, um, and they're usually spontaneous. Like I usually will, will do like a slide lecture and I'll just spontaneously kind of improvise on the spot about the work. But now I like, I was, since I was recording everything, I wrote everything down and I got everything clarified and everything clean. And it was kind of interesting. So I was like, it was like the first time I was actually discussing all of these works and different ideas in a very like calm, non-sporadic way. And so there was all this talk about distance. Um, and I was talking about um, one of my works called The Distance of a Day which is two iPhones and one of the iPhones is a video of the sunrise and one is a video of the sunset and the video of the sunset was made by my mother and the one of the sunrise was made by me and they were both shot literally at the same moment in time one in Los Angeles as the sun was setting and the other in the Maldives when the sun was simultaneously rising and there's a part of my uh, lecture that I wrote, like it was, I was probably writing in the middle of the night, just like these long like thoughts um, about the idea of the horizon and how at one moment the horizon represented like the furthest visible point you could see like on the ground. Like obviously you could look up and see like the sun or something, but like on the ground, like that was like the edge of the, of what is visible. Um, and before like we had like digital technology, before the telephone, before like the telegraph, um, you have this like moment of time where like everything you know and everything you could see is right here. And all of a sudden after like these, these uh, communication technologies developed, you would soon be able to see other places. And so like now like I'm looking at you, you're like, well like 2000 miles away or something. Yeah. Um, and you kind of um, lose sense of where you are. You kind of like lose sense of like what it means to be here, or like what does place mean or what does over there mean? And that gets all complicated. And so for me, like this like kind of meditation on the idea of distance kind of like it's about that. It comes up in like like through like communications, through like thinking about place, through thinking about like other places where other people are, all of this. See now, see now how how I'm all jumbled. This is like how I would normally give this <laughs> jumbled talk. You're like, what is this guy talking about? You gotta wait. I, I need to write it down, and then and then I'll give you a very clear answer. <laughs> no, I like the the free form ability to to get this out. And so that piece came out in 2013. The iPhone yeah. piece. Yeah, so, I think so. 
yeah that's what my fact checker wrote so i'll trust that they they know what they're talking about um never trust the read on the internet it's true it's definitely true. about me <laughs> um if you you know could redo that piece now is there any you know that's seven years ago it's pretty basic with the iPhones. Is there anything else that you would do with it? Would you think about like virtual reality, you know, VR? Is there anything else that would, would, would make it stand out more? Or is it perfect the way it is? Or I mean, I kind of like that? it. I kind of like it how it is. Like so, the so the piece was actually shot on iPhones too, and so they're shot and displayed. And the reason was it was like the iPhone is like or like any kind of smartphone is like this device that produces images, but also displays images. It also orients us in time and space. So it's like, it locates us like on the maps, shows us where the people are, but it also locate, locates us in time, like what day it is in the, in the calendar or what time it is. And so it's all about all these different ideas about time and space and orientation and location, um, which um, are all like ideas for me that come up in that work. So I feel, I feel it's good. It's good how it is. I yeah, think. no, I, I remember <laughs> you showing pieces of it uh, during your lecture, I think. So, um, no, no, yeah, definitely. I, I remember I, that. That was a fun lecture. Yeah. Bob Hope. Is that Bob Hope? Bob Hope. Bob, Bob yeah. Hope, Jackie Gleason. Um, yeah, there's uh, many, many people have appeared on that stage. We've done some improvements yeah. to it and we're, we're still working on it, but it's still got that same uh, feeling in there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> still very cramped seats and we'll always have those cramped seats, which makes some people really happy. Um, so what kind of experiences can people share right now that, that kind of, you know, can't go out into the world. What kind of experiences can we can we put out there that have this communal feel? I don't know. I think it's like a good time to like. This is actually interesting. Like, we're in this moment where we could like slow down a little bit, and I think it's good to slow down and think. Even though now being at home, a lot of people are like antsy and like trying to consume more, like meaning like consume more information and like or create more information and they're like, Oh, I, I need to like produce more. But I think it's a good moment to like be calm, rest, sit, and then see what it's like to be at home. You don't have to share, but you could, um, you could just call your friends. A lot of my friends were like, I want to call you on the phone and talk. And I was like, Oh, I haven't like talked on the phone and just like sat on my couch and talked in a while. Cause I've always been like, Oh, I'm busy. I'm like, in the studio, I'm I, I got I'm making dinner for my daughter. It's like yeah, let's yeah, let's just talk on the phone. I I think that's pretty impressive. I wonder, you know, if the cell phone companies are going to start charging by the minute like they used to in the oh, in the nineties, yeah. <laughs> then everybody's going to do the free nights and weekends again. So <laughs> yeah. um, landline landlines landlines are we, making a comeback. We could have landlines now. I mean, I, I think a lot of people still do, but I, I, I don't, but. Yeah, my parents actually got rid of one. And, and so when they actually got rid of it, I was like, oh no, the, the AT&T or whoever Bell South or whoever the landline company is, they're, they're going out of business. My parents got rid of a 
landline. So um, I do think the the idea of like communicating and, and calling people and checking in on people, um, you know, that's one thing that I try to do. I always say I try to do it every month, you know, call my friends that I don't talk to, but then it gets six months, seven months. But now, like, I have, I have some friends that I talk to on the phone, like, every couple of days that it's just a communication thing. We're not Zooming. We're not video chatting. We're just talking on the phone, like, yeah, yeah. middle school all over again. That's nice. Because it's like, you could go on Instagram and you're, like, sharing your experience to everyone. But, like, it's really nice to just call someone. And it's just a, it's a private call. You're just talking to your friends. You're not, like, performing for the Instagram story that you you hope your friends are going to watch. You just like, Hey, what's up? Yeah. It's a, it's doing? a real honest connection. So I encourage everybody to pick up their phone and call, call someone you haven't talked to. Yeah. You just flip through your phone randomly and then call with your eyes closed. So you don't know who it is. And then when they answer, look at who it is and then talk to them. <laughs> I think that's a good idea. I'm just worried. I got to go through and curate my phone deck because I have some people yeah, I probably cool. don't want to talk to. Your landlord from eight years ago. Ex exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I think I still well, have people in there. Yeah. I, <laughs> nobody wants to pay their rent anymore. Nobody can pay their rent. So, yeah. yeah. It's, that's, a, that's an important thing. Don't call your landlord right now. So I, I ask all our guests, how you're doing on toilet paper? You good on toilet paper? I mean, I'm sure they have it at the farm. I, really, I have a funny story. Yeah. I want to, tell, I want to talk about toilet paper. <laughs> all right. First, I, I was like shocked with this whole toilet paper, panic buying. And then I was like, this is so stupid. There's like, we don't need to go panic buy toilet paper. And then all of a sudden, and then normal time in the month when we needed toilet paper we we're like we can't find it and and i was like oh my god we need to we, need, we actually don't have any toilet paper we're running out and we're driving to go we went and pick up some uh middle eastern food some takeout and as we drove we spotted this store like near our house and there was toilet paper in the window and it was this oaxacan store that i sometimes go in and i buy like like Mexican chocolate or like a mezcal and it's all Oaxacan products. And I go in there and I was like, Oh, you have toilet paper. I want to buy some toilet paper. And they're like, okay. And I was like, and I was like, so why do you have it? Where do you get your toilet paper? He's like, everything's from Oaxaca. I was like, Oh, awesome. I have, we're going to buy some Oaxacan toilet paper. Some very like artisanal, you know, fine crafted. Probably the Oaxacan best toilet paper, paper you've ever used. Yeah, it was great. But it was just so funny that this, this guy, this little, he's like a tiny little shop. He sells like spices, some mole. You could buy like, what do you call the things that you make um, guacamole in? I forgot what it's called. The, the, oh, the little bowl thing? Yeah, the, like the mortar and pestle in Spanish. I can't remember. Um, and then there was Oaxacan toilet, but he just, he just when his, the shipment from Oaxaca came, they just dumped in some toilet paper. I was like, yeah, makes sense. That's awesome. You got the artisanal toilet paper. I'm yeah. jealous. Um, the m movie theater here, the Alamo Draft House. I don't know if you're familiar. Um, Rimcat does uh, some screenings through our visiting artist program at the Alamo Draft House, but they're doing. They have a really good kitchen, um, 
and th now they're doing like curbside to go since the movie theaters closed mm -hmm. um and they sent out something today where you can get like vegetarian lasagna or meat lasagna where you can cook it at home and then they'll throw in a like a one of their weird movies and a puzzle um and popcorn and all this stuff oh, and then they're popcorn. throwing in the industrial size roll of toilet paper that they normally have at the movie theater yeah. <laughs> like that's a free gift so um you know i think people are getting creative i i still don't understand the toilet paper thing i i have a stockpile that is just a normal stockpile i'm not going out and hoarding 240 rolls at costco like some yeah. people but um it's just that it's normally what I have, but you sound like you have the fancy toilet paper. So I'm coming to your house when uh, we get out of this. Yeah, I'll make you some, some chocolate, some nice hot chocolate. We can have a mole dinner, drink some mezcal. I'm, I sign me up. Um, we could have the mole. I've always wondered the mole coloradito, coloradito. Uh -huh. It's like a kind of mole, but I, I've always wondered what the relationship between that mole and Colorado was. I don't know. The green chilies? Yeah, maybe. They throw green chilies in everything, Colorado and New Mexico, and they war against the green chilies. i still trying to figure that out. <laughs> so um, when, when we get back to normal, what's the first thing that you're doing? Um... I will go eat somewhere. I don't know what I'm trying to figure out what I miss the most. And I don't know. Is it like, I mean, because basically a lot of, you can still get a lot of food by takeout. Mm -hmm. um, but like, what do you miss the most sitting in? Like what restaurant? Like maybe sushi or maybe like a bowl of ramen in a ramen shop. But I'm going to get something nice to eat. No, I'm also going to, I'll go to the beach too. Because they closed the beach in California, or in, in Los Angeles. Go to the beach, get a nice um, lunch and dinner and breakfast, and yeah. Nice. I, I really want to go to like hibachi, like Benihana, where your chef mm -hmm. prepares it in front of you. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. you know, you can get anything, but I, I just, that's one of the things I miss. In LA, they have a Benihana food truck that okay. they have one in well they have like five of them now but the one used to be in hollywood or they had one in downtown and one in hollywood and it's pretty good if you're late night 3 a.m and you need some hibachi they'll hook you up yeah benny hachi i think is the name of it benny hachi. you know they should do a taco truck imagine that on tacos yes benny on <laughs> tacos that could be a I, thing Sign me up. <laughs> Sign me up. So before we wrap, we do have our first ever question from a listener. So I'm very excited. Oh. So Elsa asks, how can I network and Wait, keep Elsa. up? Elsa, Sorry. like from Frozen. Yeah, I have a five-year-old. She will go crazy. That Elsa is called. She's asking you a question. Yeah. So Elsa asks, how can I network and keep up friendships in the industry while isolated? How do I know who I can email without bothering them? I like to be proactive and make friends with people in the industry, but I don't want to be that one student who emails amateurist work and waste the person's time. Hmm. Good question. 
Um, uh, well, just email. Well, email them once. <laughs> email someone one time. Follow up a month later. You don't have to, because it's a thing about when you're at home, the time has all of a sudden shrunk. And it's like, oh, I want an answer in five minutes because I'm just sitting here. But you know, expect the answer in, um, in a month and follow up then. Yeah, I, you know, I, I say it all the time. Everybody's in the same situation throughout the entire world. Worst thing you can do is, is reach out. And if somebody doesn't answer, then that's okay. But a lot of people are sitting around and, and they have time to share. So um, it's, it's, you can also spend more time with yourself instead of networking. Oh. Like, yeah, like focus on what you're doing. Um, build, you know, work on your, your practice, um, work on your project. Everything takes time. Um, yeah, spend time. Spend time with yourself. It's good advice. <laughs> Sorry. You're going to have to do it. You might as well yeah. take advantage of it, right? Yeah. Well, David, thank you so much for being on the program uh, today. I really hope you get that beach open up and can go get some sushi. Uh, sushi yes. on the beach. I think that yeah. sounds good, right? Yeah, it's no sand. No sand, yes. Yeah, we don't want sand in the sushi. There's always a little bit of sand there, though, right? In the clams. In the clams. Yeah. That makes sense. So thank you so much. Um, I hope to see you again soon. I'm coming to your place when we get out of this. You've already promised a nice evening, and I'm, I'm signing yeah, up. Anytime. You can come now, and I'll just leave it on my front doorstep for you. <laughs> six, six feet distance, right? Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you, David. I really appreciate it. Thanks everyone for tuning in to this episode. Remember, you can find links and images from today's guests on our website, remcad.edu forward slash remotely creative. And don't forget to submit your questions for us by emailing remotelycreative at remcad.edu. That's rmcad.edu. Make sure to subscribe to Remotely Creative wherever you listen to podcasts and leave us a five-star review. Special thanks to our team here, Gretchen Marie Schaefer, Chris Daly, Mel Kern, Josh Smith, and Madeline Austin for making today's episode possible. Once again, take care of yourself and take care of each other. We'll see you soon.